It's time for Nothing But Sex. Hosted by Maxim Sex columnist Vanessa Delagi. Fierce, unapologetic, politically incorrect. The topics will wet more than just your appetite. Let's journey through taboo sexual terrain with a delicious evil of nothing but sex. Here's Vanessa. I have always been interested in the concept of sexiness, what people think is sexy, how people want to attain sexiness, what they perceive sexiness to be in another, and the ways that they go about chasing the mistress that is sexiness. Marilyn Monroe is a great example of this now. People have been trying to imitate Marilyn Monroe for decades and playboy models and celebrities and actresses and even myself. I played a role about a woman called Norma uh, who was a cleaner and every day she used to get home from work and she channeled Marilyn Monroe and she'd put her Chanel Number no. 5 perfume on and she'd put her blonde wig on and she'd kind of lose herself because she had so many mental health problems and she would try to be Marilyn Monroe. So I'm dressed as Marilyn Monroe in the film. And this particular short film, which was made over 10 years ago now, it got into some fairly decent uh, film festivals in Australia where I live. So we are all trying to recreate the magic that is Marilyn Monroe and imitate her. But we will always be imitations because people see Marilyn as a set of measurements. They see her as 36, 23, 36. They see her as blonde hair. They see her as luminous skin. They see her as that beautiful curvy body. But if you actually do a lot of research on Marilyn and you read books by people that knew her, like her half-sister, or you listen to audio tapes of Marilyn or uh, listen to interviews with people who worked with her, Marilyn... It was about an essence, an essence that was inside of herself. It came from inside. It had nothing to do with her looks. And that is why whenever you see a movie or a doco or whatever where someone else is playing Marilyn, it never, ever, ever works because it's not about a look. It's something that you can't even put your finger on. It's an essence that she just oozed. She was very vulnerable. It came from inside of her. So yeah, it, it it can't be cloned, unfortunately. And it's it's a great thing for her. I mean, her legend continues to live on. But you see it with Instagram and social media and Facebook, how everyone's into uploading selfies all the time. And you've got the duck face or duck lips photos. And then you've got plastic surgery and Botox. We're so addicted to it, going out of control, getting rid of a few crow's lines around your eyes, getting the frozen forehead, injecting crap into your lips, you know, because the the whole, I think it's the groper fish, that whole look is in. But how you were made, how you were designed by God or by nature or by whatever you think created us, no one is ever going to 
be able to perfect on that. No plastic surgeon is ever going to improve that because you were given the right lips and the right eyes and the the right cheekbones to go with how your face is going to look. So I'm not really in the belief of touching things. I personally would never touch my face. Now, that's just a, a personal preference. I understand so many women have told me getting Botox makes me feel better. It makes me feel younger. I feel more attractive. Or I had really small breasts. So I wanted to go and get a, a big pair of fake titties and that makes me feel confident. And I guess who am I to criticize this. But because we are so consumed and obsessed with youth culture, we're obsessed with the fountain of youth, people are chasing after this. And I'm guessing everyone that's listening to this podcast, at one point in time, you've watched some trash TV and you see these people, they go and get their teeth whitened and they go and get uh, fat removed from their ass and put somewhere else in their body and they get butt implants and breast implants and God knows what else they do to themselves, fillers or whatever. And then at the end of it on reality TV shows, often they'll be interviewed and they're like, oh, I spent all this money. And I went through all these things of changing myself and I'm still not happy. And I'm just shouting at the television, just thinking, well, fuck, of course, you know. I mean, I'm not a psychologist or a doctor, but even I know that it's because you're working on the wrong thing. You're working on the external. Work on the internal first. Fix that. Once you fix that, all your problems on the external will just fade away into nothing. One would think that that would be obvious, but sexiness nowadays is definitely about the external. If I erase all the laugh lines and all the character from my face, if I, you know, use this certain skin product that one of these YouTubers who's being sponsored by the brand is trying to sell, if I do all this stuff, well, then that will make Make me happy. And the answer to that is no, it fucking won't. You may feel better for a while, but then you'll find something else that you don't like. Oh, I don't like my fucking nose. I, I hate my eyes. You know, I hate my how I look when I smile or whatever. There is no such thing as perfection. Perfection doesn't exist. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. And I mean, this all sounds cliched, and I guess it is, but it's the truth. And you sort of see teenagers now and, and children, you know, young girls as young as seven and six, they're starving themselves by eating an apple all day or doing intermittent fasting, and they're in year two. And it's just like, wow, we're really poisoning these kids with the messages that we're sending them through magazines and advertising and TV and social media and whatnot, and we're destroying them. And then they get to teen years and they're on these fucking antidepressants, which make you numb, which ruin your libido, which are hard to get off once you get on them. And we wonder why we've got fucking issues. And the reason that we've got issues is we 
expect a quick fix for everything. Or if you're depressed, take a pill. If you get a little wrinkle around the outside of your eye at 35, which is natural, I'll inject that. I'll get rid of that. I mean, we're looking for fast fixes and there is no fast fix. We are all going to age and we are all going to die. They're two things that cannot be changed. And what's really sad, perhaps you can keep it at bay for a certain amount of time, but it's really sad when you see a a 65-year-old or a 57-year-old trying to be 18. It's just like, you know, age gracefully. And I think there is something so beautiful about women that age gracefully. Some names that are coming up in my head right now are Charlotte Rampling, the British actress. I mean, she was beautiful when she was 20 and now she's in her 70s, I believe, and she's still beautiful. And her face is so lined, but there's so much character there. And a lot of the French actresses, I mean, in France, a lot of them do age naturally because it's not so much pressure like if you live in LA or if you live in Australia or if you live in London there's that pressure we've got to stay young we've got to fill our faces with Botox we've got to start doing this at 20 to prevent age to prevent any lines at all you may be able to prevent lines for a little while but you can't prevent fucking life and I I just find it so superficial but more than that I just find that there's a sadness there because this is just a meat body it's going to go and we all should be focusing on our soul focusing what's internal and some of the people that I admire and I look up to are people like Audrey Hepburn I mean if you look at Audrey Hepburn in her 50s and 60s she had lines but she was just stunning I doubt any man would say no the great Catherine Hepburn Burn, who was with the actor Spencer Tracy. She had a, a presence about her. And then there's Joan Collins. She's in her late 80s. I think she might be 90 in 2023 and she's just gorgeous. Yet if you see her interviewed, she's still got lines. She still looks like an elderly woman, but she's a beautiful one. And I personally would prefer that than watching her and her just having all these fillers and being unable to move her face. Now, of course, people sort of say, well, if you're a feminist and if you believe in equal rights, yada, 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 you should believe in women being able to look after themselves in in any way they feel fit. If that makes women feel better, well, then who cares? Who are you to judge? And that's true. Who am I to judge? But I am still entitled to my own opinion. And my own opinion is being sexy is internal. And I must say that I have always felt sexy. I've felt sexy when I've piled on heaps of weight, uh, which happened during the pandemic. And I've also felt sexy when I've gone the other way. In my younger days when I had bulimia and I lived in Turak in Melbourne and I would go to Woolworths or Safeway, I think it was at the time, and I'd shove six cinnamon donuts down my throat on the walk home from the tram and then I'd be over the toilet bowl vomiting it all up. I still felt sexy even in depressive states, even when I didn't leave the house because sexiness 
is inside of me. It has nothing to do with my looks. It's an essence. It's I feel that it's who I am. And that's not being arrogant, but I'm a sexual woman. Being a sexual woman, feeling sexy, it all comes from within. It's got nothing to do with the fact that I'm 45 going on to 46 next year. It's got nothing to do with how other people perceive me. It's something personal. It's something inside. And I think that's power. That's what I think. I think that's real power because once you get to 80 or 90 or even 60, it's all going to get harder and the house of cards are going to fall down. So you've got to have something else other than your shell. So it's better to start focusing on the inner before you, before your shell or your car goes to shit because it will need more maintenance, it's better to do that earlier. So when it all does go to shit, you've got something else. You're a soulful, mature, mentally stable, aligned human being. And that is what I think is sexy. So I appreciate you tuning in for this episode. And um, I will be recording another one, hopefully very soon. Thanks for listening. Bye. If you liked what you heard here, hit subscribe in your podcast app to get every episode and share it with whoever you dare. You can see more about Vanessa at vanessadelagi.net. Thanks for listening to Nothing But Sex. Please come again.